स्मार्ट कास्ट लिसनिंग टू अंदुस्तान टाइम्स प्रोडक्शन प्रॉट यू बाय एच टी स्मार्ट कास्ट वेलकम टू दिस एपिसोड ऑफ किक्स फॉर फ्री इन विच वी डिस्कस ऑल थिंग्स फुटबॉल आई एम भार्गव शर्मा एंड विथ मी इज दिमान सरकार there is a team from liverpool that is on top of the premier league and it is not the defending champions but the blue side of mercy side of course these are early stages of the premier league season and only five match days have been played so far but everton are in pole position uh, in this episode of kicks for free i bhargav sharma and my colleague himan sarkar will talk about the english top flight which has witnessed yet another crazy weekend with jose mourinho's tottenham letting a three goal lead slip against west ham on sunday evening in what was one of the most uh, shocking results of the weekend uh, but dimon let's start with the merseyside derby uh, everton were a bit lucky to get away with a point there weren't they i think they were yes uh, you know like you said at the outset uh, everton are in pole position and you know five matches into the premiership they are unbeaten they had an all win record going into the last round and they tended a 2-2 draw but you know what before we get into all that and i'm sure this conversation will have a lot of good things to say about everton mm-hmm. i would like to talk about some of the things that didn't look very good to me and i'd begin with jordan pickford's foul on virgil van dijk yeah and uh, yeah it 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 influenced the derby for sure but you know what the first thing that came to my mind when i saw that happen was uh, and i know it's a bit of an exaggeration but the important part is that it is only a bit of an exaggeration mm-hmm. is what harald schumacher did to patrick batistone in the 1982 world cup semi final between uh, germany west germany and france and uh, mm-hmm. batistone had passed out and uh, michel platini later said that he had for a while thought that batistone was dead mm-hmm. so you know for any goalkeeper uh, that would be a reckless challenge what pickford did on uh, virgil van dijk for an england goalkeeper even more so especially now we didn't know what would happen what had happened the extent of the injury etc then but mm. the extent of the injury that's been clear to us uh, just tells us how reckless it actually was and if there's one thing i i kind of tend to be maybe i'm being a little picky here but you know richarlison's tackle and pickford's uh, lunge Mm-hmm. are two things that i think could worry people who mm. think that you know everton's really going to have a good run this time yeah absolutely and i mean uh, let's not forget the fact that uh, jordan henderson scored uh, what seemed to be a stoppage time winner at the time uh, that was scrapped by the var for offside and the- yeah it was it was what uh, sadio mane the hair sadio on sadio mane. mane's elbow uh, or uh, hand maybe i don't know but it was yeah <laughs> yeah and it was a case of millimeters there uh, and i yes. think throughout the game we saw pickford uh, make some good saves but that tackle on uh, van dijk it was uh, as you said absolutely reckless uh, and big blow for liverpool because 
you can't replace a player of uh, van dyke's quality and especially when you have a season where you are playing a game almost every 3 4 days uh, yes that is a very important point you know the, the the fixture congestion is just going to add to the fact that you know make make liverpool miss van dyke even more yes yes and a big blow for the netherlands too because uh, the euros yes. are next year and we don't really know at this point how long van dyke will be out for uh Absolutely. but anyway i mean talking about that game i think barring these two three moments where uh, everton rode their luck i think they showed really good spirit uh, they equalized uh, shortly after the first goal through a corner and even mm-hmm. when they co- conceded that second goal from sala they didn't really panic they created chances oh. and dominic uh, calvert lewin he added uh, another to his tally and i think he is <laughs> definitely the man of the moment for everton so uh, right now but you have to appreciate uh, what hames rodriguez is do- doing in this team uh, i mean he had another good game and he is showing signs that he can be really influential in this team absolutely you see uh, calvert lewin i mean what a season he this 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 young man has been having he's mm. got an england call up he scored for england but mm. yeah talking about hames you know what bhargav i think you know that his to, to look at his left foot in operation and to look at leeds united uh, are mm. two of the things that i that that this season's premiership has really really mm. uh, given me i mean i really look forward to both uh, because hames has had a very consistent start to the season and of course leeds united uh, they're this playing with such free spirit that it's it's a joy to watch but I think a lot of credit should go to Carlo Ancelotti for being able to, you know, organize the team, uh, more specifically the midfield, mm. so that Hamish can do what he wants to do, and and so that Hamish could have adjusted to the pace of the Premiership, even though he spent so much time on the bench or sometimes not even on the bench at Real. I mean, I remember it was not all that long back that when Andre Arshavin came to Arsenal. Uh, Arsen Wenger had said that he would need time to get used to the frenetic pace of the game in England mm. but if Hames has adopted better mm. it is possibly because Ancelotti's got Alan Ducoure playing in the midfield what do you say yeah for sure for sure i mean uh, Ducoure you often see him covering for Hames on the right flank uh, yeah. whenever Hames uh, drifts in and that is his natural tendency to do so uh, Hames Rodriguez yes. uh so like uh, you see dupure uh, always covering up for him and whenever the team is defending or during transitions you see him uh, taking a more central role and trying to cover mm-hmm. up for the center back so like mm-hmm. these are really uh, i mean important signings in central midfield for uh, ancelotti both uh, dupure uh, and allen and they uh, in my opinion they offer uh, they make sure that hames gets gets that kind of freedom that allows freedom, him yes. to have a more important say in the game uh yeah move between the lines you know something that he really excels at and something that he showed the world he could do in the 2014 world cup yeah absolutely and he may not have the face of you know someone who is a more more of a conventional uh, right flank player but the movement that hames has and his ball control all these things he is so he is so good at that it's difficult to defend uh, against him uh, and mm. i think his his transfer to everton it kind of shows the financial muscle of the premier league I oh mean, yeah indeed indeed i mean everton have players four players at this time who only in recent years played for real madrid or barcelona 
and yes. they have a manager who won the champions league three times uh, i mean carlo ancelotti himself has got great pull and can attract some some of the really top players uh, from europe so yeah and you sometimes forget that everton finished 11th or something last term I mean, which is not yeah, yeah. usually the kind of profile that you know somebody like carlo ancelotti would be attracted yeah. to or kind of performance that carlo ancelotti would be attracted to true true and the uh, thing is the way he has improved this squad uh, i mean Uh, they already had a decent squad, but now have some. They have some serious uh, strength in depth, and uh, even Pickford, who hasn't had really uh, the best of days so far uh, this season, I think he has got uh, competition in Robin Olsen. So, uh, they have got players in each and every position now. Yeah, so that has kind of led to the confidence uh, that is evident in Everton's game. Uh, you know, it showed in the way they began against Liverpool, and mm. just. a couple of hours later you could see how mikel arteta's arsenal started against manchester city you know setting up a low block uh, medium to low block maybe getting everyone behind the ball showing a lot of defensive discipline i mean i'm not saying that everton uh, went ahead at leaving the barn door open but the confidence in their approach uh, the confidence that they could make they could look liverpool in the eye here you're talking of an incredible team which which uh, you know rampage through to the championship uh, title to the premiership title last year so and and everton takes them on from kick off as uh, absolute equals and so that confidence sort of contrasted with the kind of uh, approach that arsenal had which showed that the kind of rebuilding that uh, arteta has at hand at arsenal no absolutely and i think uh, there's this uh, carlo ancelotti has brought this uh, gung ho approach to everton this season that we didn't really yes. see last season towards the second half when we still there but it's really improved the squad so he can uh, do that now and uh, mm. but talking about arsenal uh, i think they seem uh, much more pragmatic this season uh, than they have been uh, in the last few years and i think they'll do much better than they did last season in the league Uh, I'm not sure if I can say the same about Manchester United because even though they won four-one <laughs> this weekend, but uh, we haven't really seen uh, much consistency from them uh, so far in the few games they've played this season. And to be honest, uh, that is something that we've seen many teams being uh, plagued with across the league. I mean, Tottenham were flying till the eighty-second minute on uh, Sunday, and. we we saw all this talk on social media about uh, tottenham being potential title contenders this season <laughs> and in 10 minutes uh, like the narrative was completely different uh, they blew free yeah. nil lead and that i don't think that has ever happened to mourinho in the past so if they were doing this uh, another episode of uh, this uh, what's it called all or nothing all or uh, nothing yeah yeah I, it would be very interesting to see how mourinho's a dressing room talk would have been uh, after the game he looked like he chewed a lemon i mean and you don't <laughs> see him that that upset uh, very easily so yeah it would be really fascinating uh, to to be able to be the fly on the wall and listen to what he's saying at the end he must have been livid yeah absolutely <laughs> and also let's not forget uh, i mean dean smith aston villa have had uh, four wins out of four and they humiliated liverpool 7-2 at home before the international break and yes yes, uh, yes. Evening, jack grealish what football yeah. is he playing now yes absolutely and ross barkley scored the winner in their uh, away win at uh, leicester this sunday yeah so, yeah yeah uh, i think as i said earlier it's very early in the season but very surprising results so far and 
Everton and Aston Villa setting the pace uh, early on. Yeah, I mean, you know, you you mentioned Manchester United. Uh, uh, the, the, the both Manchester teams uh, won this round. I think Manchester United's biggest problem here is the fact that they don't have enough leaders on the pitch. I mean, mm. uh, the look at 2011 when when they lost six one to uh, Manchester City, was it? Uh, yeah, and then. At that point in time, you look at their team and look at the leaders that they had on the pitch, and uh, you know. So, so if Sir and Alex Ferguson could have about, a word, and talking yeah. about that six-one loss, you saw when they were trailing three 0 with uh, one man down, they were still chasing the game. They scored a goal, yes. and uh, they conceded yes. three goals on the break. But this team, the response was terrible. It was abysmal. I, I think it's also because they, like I was saying, you know, I think it's also because they don't have adequate leaders on the pitch. I mean, they don't have a Roy Keane, they don't have a Michael Carrick, uh, mm-hmm. who's only on the bench now. They don't have as uh, Ole's assistant. They don't have a Rio Ferdinand, and they have a captain who's battling off-field problems. Uh, so you know, it's mm-hmm. it's it's an unsettled United team, and and maybe that late flourish. Was important in the sense that you know it was it showed that uh, they needed to make a statement and they did, mm. and uh, so I'm I'm kind of thinking that you know going forward uh, you're absolutely right this could be just another flash in the pan but mm. maybe this win will bring this team together maybe it'll create a few leaders Bruno Fernandez will be able to impose his personality maybe a little more mm. uh, so that win was important that that flourish in that win was important and mm. again here also they came back after a from a bad start so yeah it it needed to uh, you you needed to show some kind of uh, character and uh, yeah manchester united finally managed to do that and so, they have a very tough run of games coming up uh, i mean psg away and then they have got chelsea arsenal in the league ole had his best night in paris uh, yeah. Some time back, uh, he would, uh, you know, be hoping that uh, he can sort of take this uh, forward. And uh, it's only been five games, five premiership rounds, yeah. and we're already oh, there's already so many talking points, and we are not talking of, you know, Manchester City or Liverpool's dominance. We are actually yeah. this this entire conversation we've hardly mentioned uh, either of these teams. Instead, we are talking of. Uh, Everton and uh, how good this might finally turn out to be for Surprise, that team. Surprising storyline so far, yes. Absolutely. I mean, I, I surprising storyline. I mean, it's possibly a lot of this has to do with the fact that there's been not enough pre-seasons. Uh, there have been a glut of goals. There have been a glut of penalties. Mm-hmm. But it's just added to one talking point after another. And I mean, nobody knows whether Everton will be pace setters or you know somebody who can really a team that can go all the way but i'm sure uh, first five rounds are any indication there'll be a whole lot to talk about you know going forward uh, in this season that we have without a doubt yes absolutely see you next time then this was an episode of kicks for free do like and follow us on at ht smartcast on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and write to us at podcast at the rate hindustantimes.com. You can also follow us on our Twitter handles at DhimanHT and at Bhargav Sarma. You can listen to more podcasts by logging into htsmartcast.com. Thank you. 
This was a Hindustan Times production brought to you by HD Smartcast. HD Smartcast.